1: Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
0: The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove with the franchise Tim Allen on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com.
2: a final from American Family Field. The game and the series, the results are not good. A little old-fashioned slugfest. We haven't seen many of those this year, but a 10-7 Brewers loss in game two of this quick two-game set against the Detroit Tigers, and uh, they, they get the split. They fall to 3 over 500 at 29 and 26, as... Uh, We welcome you in, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. There's the Polish pipe bomb, Jeff Orlowski, Tim Allen, and a Brewers 10-7 loss. Well, you you wanted offense, you got some offense. Seven hits, seven runs. Well, it wasn't enough today as uh, I, you know, I have a question here. I, I got a couple of questions here to get to on tonight's show. Uh, and, uh, again, it's uh, it's it's something that may have, may have gotten by me a little bit, but I'm not – I don't think so. Why did Eric Lauer start over Adrian Hauser? Adrian Hauser out of the bullpen tonight, five innings of one-run ball. Outstanding performance. Uh, Eric Lauer, on the other hand, not good. Two, He, he didn't – Didn't even record an out in that uh, third inning. Two-plus innings of work and seven hits and seven runs given up. I'm just curious, doesn't Adrian Hauser have the seniority over Eric Lauer? I would say yes. So I know the off days have tripped things up a little bit. Maybe a six-man has tripped things up a little bit for – you know, Craig Council and, and the five-man versus six-man, the off days, do we want to slide anybody? Does anyone get extra uh, days of rest? And you've got the off day tomorrow. You've got an off day on Monday. So you had a lot of different um, scenarios that could have played out in this game. But it, it took me by surprise that Adrian Hauser was going to be out of the bullpen today behind Eric Lauer. Now, you could say that you know, the, the, the matchups look better. Craig Council's word, the uh, matchups looked a little bit better for the left hander to go against uh, the Detroit Tigers. I don't know. I, I just think that seniority has a place to uh, uh, play in this. And no no questioning that Eric Lauer has been pitching pretty decent. There's, there's no doubt about that. But again, in terms of seniority and in terms of. You know, keeping a guy on a schedule and giving one of the, one of your guys the nod who has been there for you and it has been fairly solid. I think we could say that about Adrian Hauser. Been fairly solid. I, I thought that he would have been the starter and then Eric Lauer out of the pen. I don't, that just, just a question that I had. Now, uh, additionally, we're going to hear from Craig Council on the show tonight. We'll hear a couple of pieces from David Stearns, President of uh, Baseball Ops for the Crew. Alley Sports Wisconsin booth uh, talking about the state of the team and uh, as Colton Wong is hitting his second home run, he's in there talking to Jeff Levering and uh, Bill Schroeder uh, about a number of things. And we'll, we'll get to that in, a, in a, just a little while as well. A couple of other questions popped up during the game today. Uh, number one, Uh, Reinforcing the point that the Brewers, uh, an Eric Yardley performance, that just wasn't great in that ninth inning. A couple of walks, a couple of runs, a couple of wild pitches. Uh, At least he was consistent with twos there. But uh, again, reinforcing the fact that there's going to be another arm brought in here, and you're going to need one as you're trying to hold things uh, in check here. Your your offense was okay tonight, although. A number of strikeouts. I, I believe it was 14 strikeouts in this game for the Brewers' offense. Seven hits collected by the offense in those seven runs. But uh, you're going to need a uh, an arm in that bullpen. Also, team at bats. Where did team at bats go in baseball anymore? I'm just I'm just curious, and what I mean by that is. You've got one in, one on, one out in the ninth inning. You're trailing by three runs. You need another base runner. You're going to have to have another base runner. I can't complain too much about what Willie Adamas has done here uh, thus far in a Brewer's uniform. It's not much. But I will call it out uh, in the ninth inning tonight. Just a matter of 15 minutes ago. And again, one in, one on, one out, you're down three. That tying run is on deck. You're going to probably have to take a strike, aren't you? What happened to the, quote, team at bat? You've got to take one for the team here. Hate to put you in a hole a little bit to any offensive hitter. But you've got to take a strike in that situation. You're up 1-0 in the count, Adamas. This guy is wild as wild can be. He's, he's losing the strike zone a little bit, had walked Shaw, had, had given up the home run to Luis Urias. And, and you're going to go swinging. You're going to go fishing on 1-0. Where did the team at bat go in baseball? And he swung at a ball. He would have been up 2-0, and at that point, I'm even curious if at that point the team at bat plays a part. That is one. Colton Wong, you're down five runs, and you're swinging 3-0. I think it was five. I I may need to check that. It might have been a three-run deficit. Yeah, it was a three-run deficit at that time. You're down three runs, you're up 3-0, and you're going to swing away. I don't care what you did in the previous at-bats. Again, team at-bats is what I'm talking about. That's part of situational baseball. So you've got a couple of different things here. The Adamas at bat in the ninth inning, and you've got the Wong at bat, and I want to say it was the fifth fifth or sixth inning where you're down three runs, and you need, to, you need some base runners here. And you're, you're up 3-0 in the count, and you're swinging. He ended up making an out uh, in that sequence. There are two examples of just head scratching with modern-day baseball these days. I just don't think that the red light even exists anymore, does it? (laughs) That's one of the things. I want to get your reaction on the Brewers' 10-7 loss. And finally, uh, before we get into our game recap, uh, I'm going to admit something to you that uh, we've been holding off on, on this show for a while. I think we've shown enough patience. I think we've shown enough understanding. I think all of those things play into, uh, into this issue, if you will. And we're going to hear from David Stearns talk about Christian Yelich. And we will talk about Christian Yelich. Because, again, the presence of Christian Yelich is, is providing something for this baseball team. It is. Check that box. He is a presence affecting the guys in that lineup, prior to him and after him so we will check that box we'll check the on- base percentage box too drawing a fair share of walks maybe more than his fair share of walks getting on base i don't know what it is right around we'll let the let the uh, numbers refresh here but um is on base right around 400 or has been for for a good chunk of the season batting average right around 250, power numbers, nowhere to be seen. We're in June. That's where we're at, Christian Yelich. We're in June now. I think it's time. We've talked a lot about Jackie Bradley Jr. and his offense. We've talked a lot about Keston Hira and his offense. We've talked a lot about Lorenzo Kane and, and the lack of offense, although he started to come on. We've talked about a lot of these guys and the lack of batting averages and, and numbers. But we haven't said a word about the chosen one, have we? Love Christian Yellich. I do. As well as as much as anybody else in a Brewers uniform or has ever played in a Brewers uniform. But it's been silent on, on the conversation about what and when we can expect Christian Yellich to do a little bit more than what he's been doing. Do you guys, how much patience do we have? It's June. I get it, dinged up, sore back, IL stint, you can give it a go, you're confused about what's happening, I understand it, go back on the IL, come on back, and you go on a tear in terms of playing time. You're running around at AAA Nashville. You're doing BP before the game. You're doing all baseball activities for quite some time now, guys. It's been a few weeks. And there's a 250 singles hitter that draws some walks. Okay. I mean, that's, I'm not necessarily complaining about those numbers, but I'm complaining about those numbers with that name on the back of that jersey. Am I out of line here with Christian Yelich? Because I waited on this until June. And here we are in June. When do we get it from Christian Yelich? It's games like this that he, if he, go, if he goes, they may win this game. 414 799 1250. Just saying. I mean, I, I hate calling him out, but my goodness, it's June and it's time, Christian. Time to get going, buddy. Soft single, flare singles, broken bat base hits. This is not who Christian Yelich is. Now, again, talk to me again in August, and you'll give me a whole bunch of grief. Remember that back in early June, Tim? Remember that back in early June, Tim, that you were getting on Christian Yelich for not performing. I'm not necessarily doing that. It's not like he's hitting a buck 30. That's not where he's at. He is providing something, but where is the bar with Christian Yelich? It's a lot more than he's providing right now. And how much of a pass or patience do I have to give him then if I expect too much right now? And again, we'll just take inventory. He is providing a presence in the lineup, no doubt. And it does affect the hitters before him and after him. It does. He is providing some on base. No doubt about it. He is. But that's not where Christian Yelich's bar is. His bar is extra base hits, OPS. That's where his bar is. Game-changing swings, long at-bats, 414-799-1250. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Um, I'm just wondering if 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 I may be a little on tilt here. Because I've been a, I've been a, a good soldier here. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> giving, like it, Timmy. Sounds like uh, you're getting closer to the ledge. Well, it's June, yes, and it I said, is. you know, now now we can we can start. You know, grading this offense out the first seven or ten days of June. Well, here we are. We're just a matter of a, a smattering of days away from that. It's time to talk about a difficult situation. Number one, it's the offense. Well, we're all aware of that, although they put up seven runs. You're going to win more games than not in seven runs. But it's also time to talk about what to do with Keston Hira in a week. And... What we all expect out of Christian Yelich, Because I expect a hell of a lot more than he's providing. I'm sorry. MVP, two-time batting champion, game-changing, carry a team loaded up on, on his shoulders, c- carry a game, one swing of the game, and it's just, it just goes from a one-run deficit to a two-run lead. That's Christian Yelich with Colton Wong doing what he's doing, with Willie Adamas doing what he's doing, and then you have Yelich right in the middle of there providing a soft single here and there. And I made a joke ab- uh, about this in uh, early April. And I said, uh, Jeff, you may, you may recall this, that I said, when, when did Christian Yelich turn into a singles hitter? A- and I was kidding, but now here we are two months later that's what he still is. Mm -hmm. That's what he is. I hate to bring up this conversation, but I intentionally waited till June 1st. I waited on May 20th. I waited on May 14th. I waited on May 25th. I just, I wanted to so bad, but I, I had to show much more patience because he is Christian Yellich. But he's playing every day, guys, giving you a single here and there couple of walks throughout a series. It's just I, I I can't figure it out. So you tell me I'm not going to lose my mind over it. It's June first. It's not August first. And I hope that I get a lot of grief from you guys come mid-August. Late August, mid September, when he's hitting two eighty nine and and OPS is uh, off the charts and he's hitting a bunch of home runs, knocking in a bunch of runs. That's just simply not what he's doing now. We're 55 games in here. He's playing all the time. Health does not seem to be an issue. I will I will give you one caveat. Maybe it is, and we don't know about it. So that
3: part of it is a, is a factor in, in this conversation. I don't think so, Tim, because with the way that the Brewers are so slow to bring him off, you know, uh, every time he goes on the I.L., I think that they would be way too careful to sit there and try to okay. kind of hide something. Okay,
2: fair enough. And the way he's playing. Pipe bomb. yeah, I mean, you're watching these games. He's making sliding grabs. He's, he's scooted around the bases on the RBI double from Avi tonight. Sure did. Like a gazelle. <laughs> I mean, he was a cheetah. Yep. So I don't I, I would lean toward health not being the factor. So then what is it? Was it last year? Was it the sore back? I mean, this isn't anything new here. I'm not overly concerned, but I am a little bit. Seven nine, twelve fifty. Let's get Richard in here. Richard, ten seven, Brewers lose game two of this two game set. What's going on?
4: Hi, Tim. Uh, you have justifiable cause to be concerned with Gellick. I think a lot has to do with the, the back. If, if not physically, it might be psychologically. Mm-hmm. Uh, his swing is just not the same. He has a hard time catching up with high-velocity pitches. When he does make contact, he seems to follow him off, which indicates he's behind. Uh, he's lacking quickness, and, and this is Nothing new. Last year, I think he started out old for twenty-seven. What, what, one I believe for it was one for
2: twenty-seven with twelve strikeouts.
4: Yeah, that, that was. So this is it is alarming. I'm not sure what the answer is. He maybe put him in a leadoff spot because he does draw walks, walks once in a while. I'm much more concerned with Keston Hira. Way mm-hmm. much more concerned because, as far as we know, there's, he's not injured in any shape or form. He's, since his return, he struck out 13 times in 28 plate appearances. He has three times reached base, first base only, and two walks and a single. He cannot hit high velocity. He, he doesn't have a good eye. He doesn't draw walks. I would send him not down to AAA because obviously AAA pitching is night and day from uh, major league pitching. I would send him to, to Arizona and throw nothing but heat for 10 straight days. Mm-hmm. Find pitchers in your farm system who throw 95 of the and throw only fastball. First, he's got to learn to hit the fastball or readjust to hit the fastball and then set him down to double A to learn how to read pitches, to judge pitches, because his approach is terrible. And and this is something even I'm really more concerned about, is their secondary bullpen, the B squad. I call it the arson squad. They don't need one pitcher. They need two or three. There's not one of those pitchers that I would trust in a in a high leverage situation. I'm talking Yardley, Perdomo, who's on the IL, uh, Richards, or uh, who's the other who they just brought up, yeah. who's been absolutely. The only time I would like to see them pitches is in the home run derby. These guys are <laughs> not major league pitchers. And if you're going to go anywhere with this team, you're going to have to have at least six guys in that bullpen that are highly re- reliable, perhaps seven. None of those guys would I put in the fifth inning to put out a fire because they're just, they'll put gasoline on that fire. And yeah, I don't know it's, what it's, uh, Stearns is going to do because there isn't much in the minor league system in terms of pitching, pitchers either. I mean, there's Topa and Waugh are Wa is coming back. He's not pitching well. He's got an ERA of nine, but maybe he'll, he'll maybe he's a possibility in mid June.
2: That's Topa is is, out, is not
4: off, off until July first. I don't think he's even starting the pitch again, and his, his injury is quite serious. He has okay, two prior. I got to turn
2: you loose, but I I I appreciate the the Yelich and and the Keston here conversation for sure. Thank thanks for the call, and who might be a bigger concern? And you would think it'd be easy. Oh, well, we're concerned about uh, Keston here. He he can't hit anything. Yeah, he's hitting you know less than uh, one thirty. Well, it depends on your expectations when you compare. Your bigger concern, Keston here are Christian Yelich. you can't go a season with these type of power numbers with Christian Yelich something's got to give here I mean we're, we''re we're again i I will give him a pass and I've considered all of these factors and it's it doesn't pleasure me to talk about getting on Christian Yelich a little bit it, it really doesn't, but it is. I think it's fair to have a discussion about it and see what you guys think. Am I out of line then for saying, dude, we got to have more out of you, Christian. We've pounded into the dirt conversations about Keston Hira and Jackie Bradley. But how bad they have been offensively. Well, when do we get to the conversation about Christian Yelich? I've waited till the calendar flipped to June, as well as him getting some consistent playing time. We're not even seeing some loud foul balls out of him. Think about that. You guys, you guys watch Brewers baseball. It seems like he's, he's got a decent eye right now. It, it does seem like he's seen the ball okay by virtue of these walks. But I don't know. Hopefully I'm out of line by talking about this. Uh, let's go to Todd before the break. Todd, you're next on the fan. 10-7, Brewers Fall. Howdy, boys.
5: Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you totally on Yela. She's been uh, nowhere to be seen or found. In. I'll, uh, I, I, I'm will i going to disagree on the back deal. The way I watched him run the bases tonight was just uh, unbelievable. I mean, that, that's the intangibles that uh, that he brings to the game, and, and we'll keep him in the lineup, you know, with uh with the, uh, the base on balls, but uh, there's just – I don't know if it's, it's the hitting coach. There's, there's something with him. He's not doing it. And, you know, I, I just hate that – boy, I just hope they – you know, we talked about this a while before that. Um, and you said it a while back, Timmy, when, uh, when he hurt his kneecap or cracked it, and he signed that next spring – Really quick with the Brewers, he didn't test, or didn't test free agency, and you know, I think we've talked about it. and You mentioned it. maybe he, he felt that you know when he got hurt, or maybe he, maybe there's something else wrong with him. I, we'll never know that, but uh, I hope not. But it, it, it is time to, uh, it, it's time to get on this case a bit. It really is. I know you've been patient with them, but uh, I don't
2: yep. think the rest okay. of us uh, have been as all patient. All right, Todd. All right, I'm sure. There are some Brewers fans that are saying I'm out of line. No, you're not out of Christ- line. Not oh, okay. at all to
5: me. I, I agree with you 100%. And I would bet you most of the franchise fanatics, like me and the rest of the callers, we're on. We, we're all on the same page.
2: I I just want to be fair about it. Okay, Todd, thanks for the call, as always. I just want to be fair about it. And I think there's, you know, again, the the two IL stints is the one – kind of thing that prevents me from really losing my mind about Christian Yellich. And maybe it's just a matter of more time, but he's packed into that three-hole right now, guys. That is a huge situation to be in. That's, that's I mean, it's game-changer situation right there. And I'm not seeing gappers. I'm not seeing off the wall. I'm not seeing line drives, deep shots, foul balls. I'm not seeing any of that. We're not seeing any of that from Yelich. You would think on his, if, if he's fully healthy that we would see some of those things. I mean, yesterday's game, Keston Hira hit the ball hard twice. What did we see out of Yelich today? A, what, an a infield single? I don't know. And I, three I strikeouts.
3: Wanna,
2: yeah. And and I want to be fair about it. And and I've been holding off on this for a little bit. If I'm out of line, I'm out of line, but I, you know, again, we've pounded the fact that uh there's been some offen- offensive struggles and we've named names. So now it's time to name names. I I, I don't get a lot of pleasure out of this, but it's time. It's well, June. You know, Christian it, it's time.
3: It, it doesn't help when you see Colton Wong, you see Taylor, you know, going yard twice tonight in the same game, and uh, and Yelich is just playing patty cake with these little singles and stuff.
2: David Stearns did have something to say about Christian Yelich. Uh, I'll play that for you after the break here. If you want to chime in to just show your concern over Christian Yelich, is there any 414 799 1250. Brewers fall in game two of this two game set. Uh, they split the series uh, 29 and 26 now through the 55 games. 10 7 the final. As always, you're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove here on The Fan.
0: Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On The Fan, call Tim Allen now at 414 799 1250 or tweet the show at 1250 a.m. The Fan.
2: There are concerns on this baseball team for sure, but they're hanging in. They're hanging in there through all of this. The injuries, the whole deal. They lose tonight, 10-7 the final. And we're talking about it as always here on The Fan. Fellow windows and doors of Wisconsin Post Game Show with our friends at Great Lakes Dragway. Uh, Eric Lauer started seven hits, seven earnies through two-plus innings. And then Hauser comes in five innings out of the bullpen. Curious to me why uh, Adrian Hauser doesn't have a little seniority over Eric Lauer. But, Okay. Uh, Craig gets paid paid the big bucks for that and we're also uh talking about the offense that has been a featured conversation <laughs> on the uh 21 season for sure uh, but we've been naming names and everybody gets named except the one and only Christian Yelich, the chosen one and uh 72 at bats now which uh, you know you're starting to get a a, a, a chunk of at bats in here 30. Is that right, Jeff? 30 strikeouts? Yes. Okay. 30 ABs. I'm sorry, 72 ABs, 30 strikeouts. You're, you're now processing this. This isn't plate appearances. This is just the ABs when he makes an out or gets a hit. One home run, five knocked in, 30 strikeouts, Now, the on-base percentage, pretty sweet, 386. It tells me he's not necessarily not seeing the ball. Uh, Here's what David Stearns uh, on Valley Sports Wisconsin had to say about Christian Yelich. Uh, This was uh, bottom of the third inning. With Christian
0: Yelich just bouncing out right there again he dealt with the back issue over the course of this season tried to come back comes back for just one day feels like he's in a pretty good place with that health right now and that he can be an everyday player
5: now that's certainly our goal and and I, I think you're right I think from a health perspective he's in a very good spot that's the most important thing is that we keep him in a really good spot from a health perspective Um, We need to get him out there every day. We need to get him playing regularly. The the more at-bats he gets, the more competition he sees. He'll work through where he is right now, and he'll get back to the offensive player that that he
2: knows and and we know he can be. Well, the more competition he sees, he hasn't been gone for two years. I mean, I understand that, you know, the the back has, has put him on tilt a little bit, but my goodness. I mean, it's time. It's June 1st now, and that, that's my point here. That's, that's, that's all. If we get on uh, Keston Hira uh, for underachieving, we get on Jackie Bradley Jr. for underachieving, we get on a lot of these other guys for underachieving, when is it time to get on Christian? We all want him to do well. Make no mistake. All, all of us Brewers fans want him to just tear it up we're not even seeing glimpses of that. We're not even seeing one game a week of him going 3 for 4 with a big 3-run home run and an RBI base hit. We're seeing some light singles out of him and a bunch of strikeouts and a few walks. That's all that's all we're getting now. I mean, being in the lineup shows you one thing. It's 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 a presence in there. It does affect other hitters. Getting on base does affect other hitters, for sure, all of these things. But is that where Christian Yelich's bar is? Certainly not. Certainly not. And so if now's not the time to uh, complain a little bit about underachieving Christian Yelich, well, then I don't know, When, when would it be? July 1st? Should I show a little more patience and just get till July? Or is it time now to just start tapping on the accelerator a little bit? with hey by the way what's going on with Christian Yelich <laughs> I think it's fair I think I don't think it's anything to rant about but I think it's fair to say hey Jeff hey
3: what what what's going on with Christian Yelich yeah it's more than fair to ask when you're you know when you were MVP of the league and we saw what you didn't do last year and we see what you're not doing so far this season it, uh it's definitely, you know, less patience because he's an MVP, because we know how good he can be.
2: Dan Plucker, who uh, was at American Family Field tonight, uh, has a little report going on. Dan, what's going on?
6: Hey, Timmy,
1: what's up?
2: What's happening? Uh, I got to be honest, man. I think you're being
1: a little bit too harsh on uh, Christian Yelich here. I can't believe I'm about to Tim Allen, Tim Allen on this one.
7: You've okay, got to be shoot.
1: patient with him. And I know he, the last time we saw him at his peak performance, he was playing at MVP level, and he was an MVP. But to be frank, not every season from an MVP player is going to be an MVP season. And he's not having an awful season by a normal baseball player's terms. And he's been hurt for a lot of this season. I know you talked about the two IL stints, but that has to do more mentally with a player than you think and then, then I think what you're giving him credit for—he's still hitting 250 throughout the season, which is better than most players on this roster. And like you said, he's getting on base, he's seeing the ball well, and you just gotta trust that eventually he's going to start hitting the ball better as well. Now I think that keeping him in the number three spot right now is a mistake. They gotta move him up to the number two, I believe, and I think Avi should be hitting third because I feel like every time that dude is at the plate. He's hitting a rocket off of the bat, even if it isn't
2: out. When was the last time Christian Yelich hit a rocket, fair or foul? That's a I, I don't great remember. question. I I just don't remember. I'll show some patience, uh, but then when though? When when do guys like you say, "Hey Tim, hey Tim Allen, what do you think's going on with Christian Yelich?" Right. I mean it's been it, it's it's a long season and he's played less than a month's worth of worth of
1: baseball games so far just 23 games I think well 24 today I believe today was his 24th game sounds, I don't know if that's sounds enough Sounds very of a similar size with what we said to, last year. Right. I don't know if that's enough of a sample size to critique him uh, okay. too heavily at this point. You got to be patient with him not only is he dealing with the back stuff but I'm still he's I'm su- I'm sure he is still dealing with all the stuff with his knee as well and kind of trying to to come back from that too, and it, and when when injuries start piling up, it's hard to be in a good spot mentally as a baseball player. And I think he's starting to recover and starting to feel better off of both of those things, and mentally and physically off the bat, we'll start to see it
3: coming from him soon.
2: Sounds like the uh, Brewers radio network flagship
3: Dan Parker <laughs> reporting. Yeah, when um, are you going to flip yeah. the script and freak S- out when uh, if he's still not uh, hitting for power, Dan?
2: That's my next question. So when when do do we write you down as the All Star break? Is that fair? All Star break is very fair. If he's, if he okay.
1: doesn't have ten home runs at least by the All Star break, uh, that's when I'll start freaking out.
2: Okay, just 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 showing some some lumber. That that, right. that is what I want to see. Right. I it's just a lot want to of, see once in a while showing just flexing some muscle here and there. It's a lot of softly
1: hit balls right now, but he's beating him out. Like I said, he's getting on base, and he, he has had not solid contact, but contact enough to get him on base for him to still be among the league's best and most feared. I'm a Tigers fan. I was at the game tonight, like I said, and uh, with Gregory Soto on the mound, I was mortified that it was going to be two-on, one-out, and Christian Yelich at the plate. He still instills that fear in fans of opposing teams, and I was very, very afraid that Yelich was going to be up with a chance to tie the game.
2: Okay. All right, Plucker, always a pleasure, my friend. A pleasure, Tim. All right. See you later. It's okay. It's it's all right to disagree and just have a conversation about it. So so then we wait till the All-Star break. Okay. I, I, I don't agree. That's a long time. That's that's a month and a half away. That, that literally is, uh, what, July uh, 13th mm-hmm. is the All-Star Game. So, we've got games through July 11th. So, a month and 10 days. <laughs> There's no way
3: in hell you could stay patient that long. <laughs>
2: I'm, lose, I'm losing my patience now. Not fully, but it's June 1st here. It is June. June's a, a pretty pivotal part of of baseball. It really is. And, and as I uh, talked about yesterday a little bit, you're in first place on June 1st. Your your odds of winning that division are 59% going back to 1995. Yep. And the Brewers are right there. coming in there, what, a game and a half back. Um, so – yeah, you know, it's going to be a fun summer, and and these are things. Castanheira on the other hand, I'm not sure if he well, if he continues at this path, he won't make it in the big leagues until the All Star Game. No, I think it's probably leaning toward another trip to Nashville, which it could be worse places to go. But uh, you know, he he needs to get things together. What? One for twenty-two since returning, I think something like that. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll we'll take a break here. Hey, and, and one come...
3: question before you go to break, Timmy. Uh, while you were talking with uh, with Plucker, Renee called in, and uh, she said that Yelly said he gained eighteen pounds of muscle during the off season. You think the added weight, like maybe changing his body frame, uh, kind of messed up his uh, his swing?
2: Well, it I does play a part. It it does. Look at Avi Garcia, who came in, just m- kind of re-sculpted a little bit. And, and we're seeing a much better Avi Garcia than last year. So uh, maybe, maybe, maybe it's like Plucker said, maybe it's a little more on the mental side. Um, I've always thought the demeanor of Christian Yelich was sort of that California laid back, but maybe it's too laid back. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. But it's June 1st. Uh, we have a uh, pretty expensive 250 hitter in the lineup. Is that fair? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's fair. It is. So I, strike that from the record. Five RBIs on the season. That's it. <laughs> all right. Uh, 414-799-1250. Brewers fall 10-7. We haven't seen many games like this this year. That's for sure. Hauser, five innings out of the bullpen, one run. Eric Lauer lit up. Seven hits, seven runs through just uh, two-plus innings of work, and the Brewers fall in game two. Tigers-Brewers split this two-game set. We'll be back. Fellow Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post-game show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove on 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey
0: Station. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan
2: tonight uh the final 10-7 welcome back in we'll hear from Craig Council in just a second here Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. as uh offense not really the major problem tonight you had uh you had Eric Lauer that just didn't have it tonight and he's been pitching well this year there's no no question about that but I again I wonder about Adrian Hauser why he didn't just get the start and then Lauer out of the pen I'm you know thinking that Adrian holds a little more seniority than Eric Lauer does. There's the Polish Pipe Bomb. My name is Tim Allen, and the Brewers fall tonight. They split the series. they are three games over 500 through everything. I still think it's okay. I do. They're in a pennant race. Uh, this is going to be a fight all summer long, and you just move on from there. But this is why we do shows like this. We can talk about it. Uh, JBJ and we can talk about Keston here and we can talk about a team batting average that if they're not uh if they're not careful here i think the lowest batting average as a team since uh 1908 i want to say is 203 i'm pretty sure that's th- that's the number and i, I believe there's one other team hitting worse as a team this year. That's the uh, Mariners at uh, 205, so they're dangerously close. And the Brewers uh, hovering right around 209, 10, 11 range throughout the uh, past several weeks. 4147991250. And the conversation about Christian Yelich. It doesn't. I'm not doing jumping for joy having this conversation. Uh, I'll show a little more patience. But you know, at what point do we say, Hey, Christian, you got to start turning things on a little bit. Uh, John in Glendale, you're next on The Fan. What's going on, John? How you doing this evening, Tim? Ah, it's more important how you are, though, John. Oh, I'm doing really good. I called in a couple weeks ago.
6: In fact, I'm going to tell you to the day. The night I called in was the night that uh, Mike announced to all Brewer fans that uh, he was buying his wife a hamburger through the drive-thru, and he promised (laughs) her a massage when he got home. Remember that night?
3: Yeah, (laughs) absolutely.
6: That that night we talked about Tyrone Taylor. We're big fans, Tim. And I'll tell you what, if you see those two home runs tonight, you can see the power in his wrist and his forearms, Mm -hmm. the way he got around on those balls. That guy should be given a chance with all the injuries we've had, and then, you know, some of the, you know, Bradley hitting under 200. They should give him some decent at bats. That guy is a gamer. That's one. And then the other thing is, I agree with you wholeheartedly with Christian Yellich. That's what we get so excited about as Brewer fans those long at bats in the late seventh, the late eighth innings when we're down by a run. And then all of a sudden, the next pitch, it's a game changing um, hit. You don't see that. It's almost like I agree with you, not in a negative way, but it's almost like he's got that, that uh, Jay Cutler detached look. I mean, he's so laid back. It just doesn't seem like he's that interested. I mean, he's trying, but it just seems there's something off with uh, him mentally. It just seems like he's not into it. That's my thought. And then lastly, I'll hang up and listen, but Eric Yardley, when we went into the last inning, I said to mm-hmm. myself, it'll be 10-6. to 6 by the end of the inning, our last bats coming up. Sure enough, it was ten to six. They need to get rid of Yardley, just like they got rid of uh, the guy that was over in uh, Japan. I can't even think right now in the Korean leagues. Um, but anyhow, I'll hang up and listen. You guys do a great job. I love, I love you guys. Thanks so much.
2: All right, you got it, John. Call anytime. I love having the conversations. Uh, first, Yardley, uh, Eric Yardley. Was, uh, was, was really good last year. And I think they, they need to invest a little more time in trying to get him right. 24 appearances, almost half the games last year in that 60-game schedule had a 154 ERA. And, and when they're in need of another arm since they moved out Rasmussen and Fire Eisen, I think you have to invest what you can and, again, if it's going to cost you games, then you got to make another decision. But invest what you can in getting Yardley right because that would be a big boost for this bullpen if he can get back to what he did last year. This wasn't uh, something that he did, you know, four or five years ago. This this was last season. So I think it's worth the investment. Just a, a little more time here with Yardley. Um and maybe it won't end end well if the, if this continues because it was a little messy here. It's been a little messy uh, for Yardley this year. Uh, Christian Yelich being a little laid back. I'm not going to argue about anyone's necess- necessarily argue about anyone's personality here uh, because there's not been much to complain about with Christian Yelich over the years he's been here since January of 2018. But when you, when you do get regular and consistent playing time, you're coming off the injury, I think it does require some patience. There's no question, and I and I have that. I'm not at the wit's end with Christian Yelich quite yet, but I think it's worth a conversation here in June about it. That <clears throat> when was the last time he had a deep fly ball? Now, again, I don't have the game logs right in front of me and – You could probably point to an at-bat. No, you remember the at-bat in in D.C. He had that fly. Maybe. I just, uh, off the top of my head, I don't remember a scorching ball down the line foul. I I don't recall. I think there might have been a double. Was there a double in the last week? See, this is what I'm saying. When, when I have to just filter through the memory bank here to find a loud out, Keston here has more loud outs. Jackie Bradley Jr. went through a, a, a streak there of uh, 10 or 20 at-bats where he had quite a few loud outs. I'm not, we're not even seeing that. Now, again, doesn't mean he's done. Doesn't mean it was a bad sign doesn't mean any of that. It just means we're going to talk about it because it's fair. If we're going to kill Keston on this stuff, if we're going to kill JBJ on this stuff, okay. And then finally, uh, John, you mentioned uh, Tyrone Taylor. He is going to get additional playing time. Now, I just wonder if it's a a straight-up platoon. Against left-handers, then Tyrone Taylor's in. Against right-handers, JBJ is in. That may work. Let's see, how it, let's see how it plays out a little bit. But it, it just might work. Tyrone Taylor, a couple of home runs tonight. Colton Wong, a couple of home runs tonight. Luis Urias, uh, solo uh, shot five homers for the Brewers. Uh, the other guys, Jonathan Scope and um, Haas, each had a, a couple of home runs as well. Did you know this, uh, Jeff Orlowski, that it's the first time that uh, four players, two on each team, had multiple home runs since 1919 when the score was exactly 10-7 to on a Tuesday?
3: Really? (laughs) No, I did not know that. (laughs) I just made that up, but I'll bet it's right. (laughs) I think I want to say the last time four guys hit two homers apiece was in 2019. Okay, and I want to say it was the Oakland A's against somebody, but I don't know who they were who, who they were against. But yeah, no, that's
2: a little more fair assessment of of, of the st- statistical information for sure. All <laughs> right, let's get to uh, Craig Craig Council again. Seven run output uh, more times than not with this team and the pitching they have. That's going to win you a ball game. Baseball is a crazy game and. This one just got away from him. A little bit of a slugfest. Ten seven. The final here. Here's Craig Council after the loss.
7: Craig, what was uh, happening with Lauer when uh, that that mound visit happened amid the walks?
8: Um, he he was just making some movements that we just we wanted to check on. Um, and um, and he felt he said he felt a little bit with his lower back, but just on one pitch and, and, and didn't really feel it after that.
9: Greg, do you do you think his pitch count got to him a little bit that did and he threw a lot of pitches in the first and the second? Um, and two walks really hurt.
8: No, I mean, no, I, I just don't think Eric could, could put the ball where he wanted to tonight, really. Um, I mean, you know, velocity-wise, this is the best probably we've seen Eric, you know, all, all year and maybe since we've had him. So, I just, I just don't think he could. He just didn't get the ball where he wanted to it all tonight. I mean, the first inning was was really good. You know, we the air cost him some pitches, but he was he, you know, he pitched threw the ball well, really well in the first inning. And um, you know, after the, after the slider got got hit out uh, by uh, by Hossie or whatever, and then he just, you know, they just they had some good at bats after that. Just made him work really hard for it.
3: Greg, right.
8: What about the job that Adrian did out of the bullpen to cover five innings for you? Yes. I mean, so the plan going in was that, that Eric and Adrian were gonna have to cover the bulk of the game. We're just, just with we had some a bunch of relievers were down tonight. So um you know, we're hoping to split it up a little more evenly, but but they um but but Adrian did a heck of a job. I mean he he pitched really good. He gave us a chance to win really. Um he kept us in it. Um and we chipped away a little bit. We just, the hole was just a little bit too big, unfortunately.
9: Craig, uh, you said before the game, you hoped Tyrone would bring that hot stick with him nationally. He hits two home runs. I mean, you know, with Lowe being out for a while now, maybe he can help, huh?
8: Yeah, no, it was, he had a beautiful, he had a great day. Um, and he did what uh, you know we're hoping he does, and that's you know when he put put him there against left-handed pitching, and you know he's really he's dangerous there, and and he did a great job tonight. Been a while
9: since we've seen the ball carry like that here, uh, Craig. Uh, four different guys with two homers—you don't see stuff like that very often.
8: Yeah, and no, I mean I think. I mean, those were homers. I mean, those are, that's not, I don't think the ball was carrying tonight. I think the ball was was just some guys had good at bats and put good swings on balls on both sides.
9: Craig, what, you know, Yardley threw the ball great the other night in Washington. What what do you think happened with him tonight, that wildness?
8: Yeah, I mean, he he didn't, you know, he was struggling with his release point clearly and, and, You know, the 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 getting the slider over was was a problem. Just the misses with the slider has has been a little bit of a problem this year. The kind of the big misses and the not being close with some of them. Um, Those have been just some free pitches for hitters. So you know, he he that's basically it, right? He didn't. He was the misses are too big. You know, Um, you have to have them on the plate, down, out. Down on the plate, just off the plate. Um, just several of them were kind of non-competitive pitches tonight.
7: Craig, with what Hauser did and and uh, the off day, do you expect to be sort of aligned right again by by Thursday? Does that give you a chance to get things? Yeah, we'll, we'll,
8: yeah. We'll, we'll be good on Thursday for sure. Um, you know, this is this is kind of the day that we, we got caught up to us a little bit. The Friday, off, the off day on Friday helped us out a little bit, but. But the games, how they've sequenced have got got us behind a little bit today. So, you know, we ended up getting seven innings from our two, you know, the two guys Adrian and Eric. But um, you know, it's just unfortunate when you when the swing the bats well that we don't, you know, it, it kind of goes to waste.
7: The the five homers in a lose in a loss had us scrambling for the last time that happened. You remember the Prince Fielder inside the park game and at the Metrodome?
8: I remember that. I don't remember anything else about it.
7: <laughs> well, it was the last time you guys hit five homers and didn't yeah. win the game. And the Prince was, I think, the last of them.
9: Craig, on a night when a lot of guys had, you know, a lot of good swings and now a really rough night for Keston, what can you say about what's going on with him right now?
8: Yeah, unfortunately, you know, just kind of the opposite irony Tyrone. He, he went, he, you know, they both went down there and had, a lot of success. Um, you know, Keston's hot streak down there is not translated here. Um and you know, it it's you know, we, we gotta evaluate it. There's no question. I mean it's it's um you know, he has not had a good night since he's been back really. Um a decent day yesterday, but you know, we we need production from that spot. Um uh, that's that's the bottom line. Anything else?
7: Can you give us who gets the ball first for you on Thursday?
8: Uh, Thursday's Brett Anderson.
0: Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video, home entertainment and smart home technology, simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove on the Fan.
2: To say about Keston here, but I know the clock is ticking and uh, boy, he's going to have to turn things around pretty quick. It'd be nice for him to, you know, uh, next time he starts to go two for three or something hit a long ball and, and go from there and never look back. We, we can cross our fingers on that. Uh, ABC audio video play of the game in this one. Yeah. Colton Wong. What a signing that uh, David Stearns did with, uh, you know, inking this dude to a two-year deal as uh, the St. Louis Cardinals let one get away. Finally a good one. But uh, in his second A-B, our play of the game.
3: I think everybody knew. This one's driven out to deep right by Colton Wong. That is his second of the game. Brewers hoping to get back in and it. It's now
2: 7-4. There it was on Valley Sports Wisconsin, our play of the game with the ABC audio video. We're going to hear from Colton Wong after the uh, break here. If you guys want to jump in here, 414-799-1250, as the Brewers uh, did hit five home runs. Interestingly enough, you heard uh, Adam McCalvey talking to Craig Council about that Prince Fielder inside the park homer. I was at that game up in Minnesota. I know it was years ago. Um, We took... uh, Jeff, we took a bunch of, uh, uh, of of our listeners on a on a bus trip, a hotel stay, and a couple of games up in Minnesota to face the Twins.
3: That's awesome.
2: It was awesome, and it was uh, quite the ride home because it was scalding hot then, and it was uh, the bus broke down and <laughs> <laughs> on the side of the road, and I'm like, "Wow, okay, well." As well, long as you
3: didn't run out of Miller Lite.
2: No, we had plenty of that. No, there was, uh, yeah, there was a lot of stories. Maybe one day we'll get into some <laughs> of those stories. That wow, um, on the in in terms of uh, behind the scenes, I can get to a couple. Uh, on the air, we had fun. We were broadcasting live from up there. It was uh, I remember that uh, Prince Fielder home run. All right, we'll take a break. Come back here from Colton Wong. Couple of home runs. Uh, for the Brewers' second baseman. You're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway here on The Fan.
0: Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. 10-7.
2: 10-7. The Brewers fall tonight in Game Two of this two-game set. They earn the split there, and you're not going to win every game. But I, I'm curious uh, on a couple of things. One would be um, the uh, the Adrian Hauser coming in after Eric Lauer. If I'm if I'm Hauser, wouldn't that I would be upset with that. And nothing against Eric Lauer. He's been pitching nice this year. We're finally seeing a little payoff um, you know, on the return from, from that side of things, from the Lauer side of things. Or yes, we've we've seen some payoffs with him over the course of time, but finally getting a little bit a bit of payoff on the trade, but I mean, I, I again as I started the show, I think Adrian Hauser shows a little more seniority than one Eric Lauer, don't you? I mean, there's been more uh, investment in, in, in Hauser than, than Lauer for sure. I, I don't know. Just uh, The other thing would be, just curious, not going to go crazy on it, but you had a rainout on Friday. The doubleheader does mess with teams in their pitching. There's no question. But eyeballing a Wednesday, meaning tomorrow, and a Monday after this weekend, off days, and then a Friday off day, seem to put the, the, the starting rotation into somewhat of a uh, question mark situation. I I don't know how it's spun that way, but, um, you know, they sit down and they hash all this out and they schedule all this out and they take a look, take a look at what days are off and do you want to go six-man? Do you want to go four-man because of the off days? Do you want to – so there's a lot of moving parts there, but uh, – point is is that adrian hauser uh, should have started this game also talking about christian yelich as well we'll hear from colton wong a couple of home runs colton wong you better be careful you're gonna end up at an all-star game in denver here next month you keep this up uh let's go to a uh, dave in waterford dave you're next on the fan what's happening dave
5: hi tim um a couple things i don't know if anybody's noticed and nobody's really said anything either but christian yelich Ever since he fouled that ball off his kneecap, he has not mm-hmm. been the same hitter.
2: No, you're right. I mean, the numbers that bear about. that out. What's that? The numbers do bear that out.
5: Yeah, he hasn't been the same at all. And and another thing, why wouldn't counsel take out Lauer, um during that first mound visit? I don't get that. He was clearly, clearly there was something wrong with him.
2: Well, not only that, but he said a lot of his bullpen guys were down today. So I think he was just pushing his luck and trying to get some innings in. Uh, I think that's what that came down to. Okay. Yeah. But
5: yeah, but I just I don't know, Yelich he just I love I love the guy to death, but don't get me wrong, I, I I think he's terrific on and off the field. Fantastic individual. But he ever since that kneecap injury he has not been the same hitter.
2: But it's time to tap on that accelerator with Christian Yelich. It kind of is. That's where yeah. I'm at. Now, it, it yeah. doesn't determine, you know, 25 games or so does not determine anything major. But it's sort of time now. It's June. You've been playing uh, virtually every day. Seems like he's playing uh, pain-free. So now it's time to get some loud outs, time to start driving the baseball. And that I think that might be the biggest thing. Dave, thanks for the call. Good points. Oh. That may be the biggest the biggest thing driving the baseball. And then again, you know, to to, to uh, uh, have a two run double once in a while, hmm. <laughs> what we'd give for that here this year. He is sandwiched around a, a a few decent hitters, and and, and that uh, <clears throat> it's rare to say with the Brewers' offense the the in the way they are this year, but. You know, Colton Wong, Adamas, and and Abi Garcia are surrounding him, so it's it's not that he doesn't get leverage here in the, in the lineup. I mean, he's he's getting getting on base. It seems like he's he's seeing the ball okay. It, it does by virtue of drawing his walks, but it's driving that baseball. That part of it. It's it's time. I think it's time to get a little more aggressive. I think it's time to. Uh, to have a little more confidence instead of laid back but again that's you can't change someone's personality if that that's who he is that's that's that California laid back thing That's just it just as maybe maybe braun waltzing in with a number eight on his back. maybe that would uh, light things up a little bit for yelly. hey, you never know I've predicted it's gonna happen next month and and wouldn't that be something shortly after. Uh, full capacity opens up on the 25th of this month. Brawny comes waltzing in.
3: Come on, yeah,
2: be way cool.
3: It's gonna happen.
2: I think so too. I I do. And the the trick to that though, pipe bomb, is that they need to stay in this pennant race, which they are definitely in. There's no question. They're they're in a pennant race right now. A couple of games out. Not even playing great baseball. Winning their fair share of games. So a lot can happen. As we move forward, Colton Wong though, as I said, uh, manned up in an all-star game this season. And, uh, he just had a, had a nice night tonight. A couple of home runs, a solo shot. in that first a two run shot in his second at bat, let's hear
9: from the Brewers second baseman Colton. We, we haven't seen many games this year where the ball carried like it did tonight, all those home runs. Did it feel different out there for any reason?
10: Why are you saying that? Cause I don't hit much home runs.
7: <laughs>
10: no, you know. no, no, no. I mean, yeah, you know, starting to warm up a little bit. Um, you know, it's this is a park where we know that the ball can fly, you know, and it's just, I think temperatures definitely playing into it and uh, just getting some good pitches to hit. You know, there really wasn't any cheap home runs tonight. So one of those nights where, you know, you understand what Miller Park is like and, you know, why it's such a good hitter's park sometimes.
7: Colton, one of the tricks in a game like that is to not pack it in, to kind of try to keep fighting. Um, was there a moment where you felt that started?
10: Yeah, I felt like the whole, basically the whole game we were fighting, you know, it was just one of those tough ones. When we'd score one, they'd kind of come back with one or two and uh, we were just constantly chasing, you know, a little too far behind, but uh, you know, just one of those games where you just forget about it. You know, it was a good game and uh, you know, we'll come back after this off, they ready to go.
7: Cole, well, what can you take away on a day like today for your at-bats personally?
10: Yeah, I mean, obviously the first two at-bats were great and the rest just kind of not gave away, but uh, I think I was just trying to do too much. You know, it's just one of those things where, you know, as a veteran, you got to understand that, you know, even though you have two good at-bats and two home runs, I mean, it's not going to change the outcome of the next two or next three at-bats. So, you know, it's one of those, you know, hope I can lock it in a little more and uh, put together a couple more better at-bats towards the end.
9: Colton, that was a yeoman effort that Hauser gave you guys out of the bullpen. Then I like five innings, yeah. only gave up one run. He kind of kept you guys in it, didn't he?
10: Absolutely, he did. Uh, You know, Hauser came in, did his thing, and, you know, that's, you know, such a good thing for Hauser. I mean, you know, just in the bullpen doing his thing and coming out and still dominating. So uh, happy for him. You know, it was a good outing for him and, you know, just was one of those games we just couldn't catch up in time.
9: It was a little little uneasy in the box, that last guy in the ninth uh, throwing 100 miles an hour and some of them inside.
10: Yeah, man, I I think Major League Baseball needs to do something about you know, the up and in fastballs and, you know, throwing. I mean, this is a game at the end of the day, you know, and you're messing with people's lives when you're coming at 100 at guys' heads like that. You know, I mean, I think at some point we need to figure out a way to to police that. Um, I don't know how we can do it, but, you know, if you're in the big leagues, you shouldn't be missing that many times up and in. Um, you know, especially you're throwing 100 miles an hour. You know, if you throw in the middle, most guys aren't going to hit that anyway. So, if you're missing like that, man, and, and playing with guys, you know, careers and lives like that, that's not funny and that's not cool. And uh, I think Major League Baseball needs to make a better step You know, we need to figure out what we can do to to show guys that that's not acceptable. Um, Coming up and in like that on, you know, three different guys, uh, you know what, man, that's... I I get trying to put fear into, you know, a hitter, but, you know, that's a whole different ball game he's getting into. And, you know, that's been a theme of a lot of relievers, you know, guys coming in, throwing as hard as they can and not really knowing where it's going. Um, You know, I hope we can really figure that out because, man, there's going to be a lot more guys getting hit in the face, and you don't want to see that. You know, guys don't play this game to get in the face. You play this game to compete. And, uh, you know, you just hope that, you know, something can happen to, you know, kind of correct what's going on right now.
7: What are even the options? Would it be an ejection after two of them or something?
10: Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe two in a row, you you add an extra ball. Um, you know, there, there's got to be something, man. You know, I understand guys are trying to increase their velo, and, you know, I'm not knocking them on that. But if you're going to increase your velo, you got to increase it in the strike zone, you know, not just you know, jerking your head to the right and throwing it as hard as you possibly can and, you know, hoping that it finds the glove. Um, you know, that's that's not baseball. Uh, I, mean, I get it, man. You're trying to throw hard, but, man, you're a pitcher. Pitch. I'm with
2: Colton Wong right there, 110%. I've been saying it for years. If you can't control yourself in the big leagues, then you need to slow the velo down until you can. Finally, someone says it. Finally, someone says it. Christian Yelich, they buzzed the tower twice yesterday. One was right at his face, and and I agree that you're you're at this level for a number of reasons. Number one, you're extremely talented. There's there's no doubt about that. But again, um, if if you can't control it, then you, you. I don't know, and I'm with Colton on this too. You, um, I don't know what you
3: can do about it, if anything. Well, but you can't do nothing. What are you going to say? You can't throw up and in?
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. No. I know I know. after Christian Yelich got buzzed twice yesterday, you guys all know. If you're a longtime listener to this show, you guys all know what I'd have done. There would have been some answering to that. You don't do that to Christian Yelich. I mean, uh, Cabrera? Sorry, buddy, but we got to answer a little bit. I don't know. That's me, uh, though.
3: That's up to the team. But, you know, you can't expect baseball to sit there and say you can't throw up at it.
2: No, that's, that's, that's the thing. There's nothing you can do outside of saying, hey, man, uh, we're going to start controlling this by suspending some folks. If you can't control yourself then you're gonna have to bring the velo down until you can even if it's by accident jeff and this has been my point for a decade even if it is by accident which some would question too bad that's when you can step in and say you're gonna sit for a while until you can control yourself
3: no chance no chance because where do you set the limit you know five pitches up and in how close to up and in is up and in? What if, you know, the guy sits there and makes one hell of an effort to get out of the way uh, the first time and makes less of an effort to s- the second time? Does that count as up and in? Then you just open up a huge can of worms.
2: It's tough to, it's going to be tough to police. It, it <laughs> it's impossible. But what we've seen this weekend, or these two games, with head high pitches from the Detroit Tigers. You can't let that go on. Col- Colton Wong said it perfect. I don't know what you can do, and I'm with him. I don't know what you can do.
3: Well, your you, team can can retaliate, like you that, said. That's what I would have done.
2: But then, then again, you know, it depends situationally how you want to do that and who you want to do it to. And then, uh, does that open up suspensions also? So that's that that's a that's a little messy too. But. I'm sure that they don't want to hit anyone in the head. I'm convinced of that. Nobody is throwing to hit someone in the head. There's no doubt. Right? right. Would you agree Absolutely. with that? Absolutely. 100%. Right. Even if it's by accident, you got to control yourself. So that we have to start there. Even if it's by accident, this dude, there was, was it, yeah, it was Wong and Shaw. There were three pitches. You gotta control yourself. So what happens if if the next time he's out there, if there's two or three more hitters that are head high? So what do you do then? Do you have a talk with him? Do you you can't necessarily suspend him. He didn't hit anybody. Do you? I don't know what it is. Do you have a <clears throat> something in the union? I, who knows? what you can do, if, if, if anything. But I would say that if, if it's a habit, you'd know if it were a habit.
3: Well, I Accidents. just, You know, when he was complaining about how, you know, the velo and all this kind of stuff coming up and in, well, you know, the reason why some of these – you know, the reason why these guys get to the big leagues is the velocity that they're throwing at. So just because it's 95 up and in – you know, to me, is is it a huge difference if it's 89 up and in? No. It's going to do the same amount of damage. So, you know, I just – I don't and know.
2: sometimes that's the hole in the swing for certain players. You know, it is up and in. And you, you have to c- kind of control – and I don't mean, you know, eye-high up and in. Just a- a- up and in a little bit is a hole in certain power hitter swings. And that's where you got to go to get, get some success. But – yeah, it's, it's a tough one. It's a, it's a tough one. All right, we'll take a break, uh, come back, and, and uh, take a look at uh, you know uh, Thursday's matchup because uh, with the Brewers' state of pitching right now, I'm not even sure who's starting. We're, we're going to check it out. <laughs> no, it's Brett Anderson. We'll check out the numbers uh, after the break here. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway here on The Fan.
0: What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove on the fan.
2: Hello, windows and doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove after a 10-7 loss. Yeah, you wipe it away and you enjoy the off day tomorrow. You go back at them on Thursday, a four-game set against the Arizona Diamondbacks, and they've really been scuffling lately. And, and you take that uh, series three games to one, you hate to you know, move past the you know, game-by-game game kind of nature of, of baseball. But you would end up going 4-2 and two on the six-game homestand against the Tigers and the Diamondbacks. And I, I think that's, uh, you know, probably an attainable goal here. You're going to have uh, some of your studs on the mound here in Peralta and Woodruff, it looks like, if it's, if it's lined up the way I see it here. But uh, Brett Anderson is going to get uh, the start in Game 1. There's, uh, what, four-game set... Four different game times, just as as a reminder. It's, I, it doesn't matter. You could play it at two a.m. or noon. It doesn't matter to me. I'll, I'll be here after the last pitch as you make the switch. But a six forty, a seven ten, a three ten, and a one ten.
3: <laughs> keeps you guessing.
2: Uh, th- yeah, 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 yeah. Thursday to uh, Sunday. Brett Anderson. Uh, he is on the mound. Uh, Jeff Orlovsky, right? What are his numbers?
3: Uh, he's sitting at two and three with a 4.18 ERA,
2: which is about what you would, maybe a little bit better than that, maybe uh, just under the four ERA mark. But he's been doing an okay job. He really has. So, uh, hopefully, he can continue that, get a deeper kind of run in that outing on Thursday. So we'll see you after the last pitch as you uh, make the switch. Once again, the final tonight, Brewers fall 10-7 as uh, the Brewers' Colton Wong, a multi-home run game at a couple of long balls. Same for Tyrone Taylor as he hit a couple of homers in his first start, being back up with the big league club, Luis Arias, a solo shot in that ninth inning. Brewers almost had the uh, tying run to the plate here, but uh, so goes a slugfest, 10-7 the final. For Jeff Orlowski, my name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great night. I'll talk to you again on Thursday. Actually, I will see you again tomorrow morning with Bart Winkler, 9 a.m. That's always an interesting conversation.
3: Tell Bart I said hi.
2: Yeah, Bart Winkler, sometimes he'll he'll just go sideways on me. I'll throw him a little curveball tomorrow morning at 9, so tune in for that. Uh, More brewers conversation throughout the day tomorrow. You guys have a great night and remember, despite the outcome, smile Milwaukee, the world will smile back.
0: T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.